Rise Up theme song, take 18. Answering the difficult and critical questions youth may face that relate to Mormon culture and teachings, this is the Rise Up Podcast, produced by Fair Mormon. In what might be an unlikely option for people that are experiencing questions about their faith, on this episode I sit down with Craig L. Foster of the Church's Family History Library to talk about how doing family history work can help people who are experiencing trials of faith, wanting to overcome addictions, or even dealing with depression. Prior to graduating from BYU, Craig L. Foster served as a missionary in Belgium and France. Craig earned a bachelor's degree in history and has a master's of library information and science and also a master's degree in history, both from BYU. He's also an accredited genealogist and works as a research consultant at the Family History Library in Salt Lake City. He is the author of the book series, The Persistence of Polygamy, and he's here to talk with us today about family history and genealogy work. Again, that's his day job at the Family History Library in, uh, in Salt Lake City. I see you're wearing your family search shirt. You're, you're, yes. <laughs> you're yes, trying the, to be official. Yes, there you go. <laughs> So our, our podcast here is designed to help the youth and, and young adults find answers to critical or difficult questions about the church. Some of them are going through some questions about their faith and things like that. With genealogy being your specialty and seeing that you again work for the church's family history library, I wanted to see if you maybe could help us figure out a way or a role for genealogy uh, for those that might be having difficult or critical questions about the church. Do you get very many people that come in working on genealogy that talk about that sort of thing, like um, that they're struggling with their faith? We have um, we have had some who have mentioned that. I would assume that there are more people uh, who who are using genealogy as maybe a way of um, trying to uh, deal with uh, with uh, faith issues or um, even uh, other issues like. Uh, substance abuse mm. uh, we are aware of some people who who have come in and have uh, in the course of our helping them do genealogy you know we'll we'll get to talking with them a little bit and and they've mentioned uh, you know going through various issues uh, there was even a, a lady who um, was coming in for quite a while doing genealogy she was actually not a member of the church, mm. but uh, she was dealing with um, the the death of uh, of a little child uh-uh. um, of hers, and and that was her way of dealing with it was to lose herself in into genealogy uh, in family history. But um, I know that there are uh, there are members of the church who um, have been dealing with uh, being addict different addictions, being addicted to one thing or another who have uh, decided that maybe the best way for them to deal with that is to uh, focus on something else and to maybe put that energy rather than the addiction into uh, another more productive field, such as um, uh, doing family history or even uh, people who've, uh, who do indexing, which they can do yeah. from their home. You know, they can get onto the computer, get uh, go to... FamilySearch.org, and uh, one of the options that they have on the front page is is indexing, and they can click on that, get signed up, and start doing it. And 
And uh, one of my coworkers mentioned uh, that uh, he was aware of several uh, people who have uh, been dealing with depression, um, addiction, and uh, just uh, you know, kind of feeling helpless, uh, lost in the in the world. And so they've turned to doing indexing and and have really uh, not only been very helpful in uh, in doing that. Uh, the indexing, I better explain really quickly, is sure. when people. Uh, come to the Family History Library or or go online to uh, FamilySearch.org, and there's all of these records that are searchable where they can type in a name, like and census some information, records and things like that. Census records, uh, probate records, you you name it. Uh, then you know they type in the name and add a little bit of information, and hopefully the correct record will will come up. the The way that uh, that is done is people volunteers will spend uh, anywhere from an hour or so each week to some people who have a lot of time spend a lot of hours. Uh, it, it, it doesn't matter. They can spend as little as a half hour to an hour a week uh, or more. And what they do is they go through the records and they'll look, let's say it's a census record, there would be a page and they would type in each name and information and into the database, and then uh, that's processed and will show up online for people who are trying to do their research. Yeah. And people have found a lot of satisfaction in doing that. And, and uh, I know of um, one uh, young lady in our um, former ward who was dealing with uh, several issues. One was depression. Another one was just loneliness. Uh, she was very shy and also um, a couple of addictions. Yeah, so it, it, it had kind of come together as a, you know, as a boiling point. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was the bishop who actually had suggested that she start indexing. And she really got into it. Uh, you know, it started a little slowly at first, but then she really got going. And as far as I'm aware, she's She's still, She's still doing going. that. Yes. Well, it seems kind of like an unlikely mm -hmm. avenue for some. Like normally when people encounter things like a faith crisis or their questions or depression, these things, you know, typically we hear the things of, well, pray and read scriptures and do things that are very valid responses. But they don't often go, have you ever thought about indexing? So right. what is it about that work <clears throat> that makes it perhaps unique in, in approaching people that are struggling with these things? There's a couple of uh, things, I think, for with both indexing and doing family history. One is you, you're able to get a great sense of accomplishment, particularly okay. if you are indexing. Yeah, I mean, you, at the end of each time that you do it, it'll say how many names you've done, and you can even get updates as to how many names you have indexed. So you, you have that tangible um, evidence there that you have accomplished something. Yeah. Uh, and, and in doing family history, the same thing. Sometimes it's a little harder if you're working on a line that is difficult to find the information. But uh, when you do find something, you really feel like you've, you've, uh, you've had uh, some success. You've made an accomplishment and uh, added to that is the – is the feeling that, great, now these names can be uh, taken to the temple and, and the saving ordinances can be performed in behalf of those who are deceased. Yeah. 
And going along with that is the second reason why I think that it's something that could be very helpful to uh, people of any age um, you know, to to get involved um, is is the spirit, the spirit uh, that goes with it. Uh, we talk about um, those who work or volunteer at the Family History Library. We talk about the spirit of Elijah, that it really does touch people. And I have worked uh, at the Family History Library for over 23 years now, wow. um, about 23 and a half years and uh, the stories that I could recount could take several hours, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, but um, of people who have had powerful spiritual experiences, both members and non-members. We have had non-members who have uh, some who have had no idea. They 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 just didn't understand, and they've said there there's something special here. Mm. And we, and we'll say yes, we know. And they said no, no, <laughs> really. It's a feeling as soon as you walk in the door, there is something special about this place. And we know that it's the spirit of Elijah right? because um, this is such an important, integral part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Of connecting the human family. Of connecting the human family, of searching out your ancestors, of turning the hearts of the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children and uh, uh, being able to find your ancestors, take those names to the temple and perform the saving ordinances. But also, I, I always encourage people who are doing uh, family history to go one step further. They have the bare bones. That's, you know, the name of the person and when they were born, when they died, you know, something like that. But they should put the meat on the bones. And that is... When they find out about an ancestor who, let's say, lived in uh, in Ireland in 1798, well, they should find out uh, about what was going on at that time. What was life like? You know, there was a rebellion in Ireland in 1798. Were their ancestors involved? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Were they on the Protestant side or the Catholic side? Yeah. And um, the same with, you know, American history, English history, um, French um you know, Latin American history, you name it, it, it's always good to find out what was life like at the time that my ancestor was living. And they would be amazed at how often their ancestors may have brushed up against uh, famous events and, and even, you know, with famous people. Well, and, and at some point, some of the youth might look at this and say, you know, Genealogy isn't terribly the coolest thing, right? <laughs> they they may not look at it as as right. like the most exciting thing. With that being said, what are the things that the youth can be involved in, and what are the things that they that they can't be, at least not yet, in terms of family of family history, history work? Uh, they can be involved in just about everything, and in fact, they will probably do a better job. In because some it's all ways, computer oriented. It be, exactly <laughs> because of the computers, we are getting so much constantly that is being updated onto the computer, not only at FamilySearch.org but at uh, numerous other websites. Uh, that um, you know, people would be amazed at how much is available online. Not everything is available online yet, but uh, they are making great inroads into yeah. that. And so, really, the youth can uh, be involved if they are if they're old enough to uh, to read and to uh, to 
type in information, uh, they they can they can they be can involved. And um, if they get to a point that they don't understand, then they can ask someone to help them. If they live close enough to uh, like the Family History Library in Salt Lake City or to uh, family history centers, they can go and ask. If they can't read a document, they can ask for someone who might be able yeah. to. And uh, once again, yeah, some of the writing is hard to read when you get clear back, uh, but uh, there are people around who can help. And uh, the, the youth nowadays are really very perceptive and uh, have them sit down for half an hour or so with someone as they show them, see, now this is how they made uh, the letter F back then or yeah. uh, something like that. They could probably sit down and at least uh, make a pretty good attempt at reading a document. Uh, and, uh, and there's always people to help with language uh, if they are at the Family History Library. I have Swedish ancestors, and I can assure you, I don't read a word <laughs> of Swedish. Got it. But um, we have like little cheat sheets available, okay. where um, you just you just learn a couple of the words, so, and you just know to look for that. You know, yeah. son, daughter, born, died. You know, stuff like that. Right. And uh, so, I would say to the youth that there's uh, there's no holding back if. Um, no, it's not the coolest thing in the world, you know, genealogy, come on. Well, it doesn't sound like it, but it can be a lot of fun. Exactly, I was going to say, but when you get in there, and especially if it's with your family, then it it comes alive, and uh, and it's exciting, and you, you start thinking about, wow, you know, so my ancestor did this or did that or lived during this time period, and what was it like for them, and—, and um, and they would be amazed at some of the fascinating things that uh, they can learn about their ancestors while doing family history and, in a way, about themselves. Well, and me personally, I never considered my family to have pioneer stock. You know, I just didn't even know, didn't bother looking at it. I thought, oh, they came from Italy. They just, <laughs> you know, they came from all these right. different places. And one of these days, I, I had a lesson in church about how you could request a patriarchal blessing from a previously deceased ancestor. Right. And I thought, you know, I don't even have my grandfather's and I'd be interested. He's now dead, but I, I wanted to find out maybe what his patriarchal blessing said. Come to find out they didn't have a copy. And, and that's a pretty rare situation from what that I is. gather. And, and so I went to my mother and said, your, your dad's patriarchal blessing isn't on record. Did he ever get one? And it was from that experience that she said, well, I've got a whole bunch of family history that you probably don't know about. And come to find out my great-grandfather helped build the Salt Lake Temple. Wow. My great-great-grandfather <laughs> helped build the foundation of the Salt Lake Temple. And, of course, gene you know, genealogy-wise, come to find out how they became members of the church and their missionary efforts and so much family history that now I feel so differently connected to the church. Right. And and I feel like there was a well, I don't feel like an outsider when I heard stories of church history. Now I feel like, hey, I have something that kind of connects me to the history of the church. Yeah, exactly. And and it was very exciting for me to kind of find that connection. So, with that being said, of course we we want to reiterate that genealogy, as you've talked about, is something that non-members can do. So there's Absolutely. not really a worthiness aspect of nope. this. No, no, no. In fact. Um, 
I don't know if you've ever heard this, hmm. um, but uh, I, as far as I'm aware, they are still actively doing this down at the state prison. There is there was a an huge, article that came out on that. Yeah, that, oh, that's right. There was yes. There's a huge family history uh, center there, and the 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 various convicts um, are able to go. You know, they 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 have time that um, they're able to uh, go in and do family history. And indexing. Yeah. So, for people who are looking at uh, the various databases on family search, they can thank the convicts at uh, the <laughs> Utah right. State Penitentiary because they do fantastic work down there. And there are a number of uh, men who have um, it's changed their lives that once they got out of prison, they were able to move on and do things that were more positive and constructive because uh, they had uh, been able to get that foundation uh, there where they were helping others, because this is helping others. And uh, so, in fact, that's the one thing that we should always keep in mind. If we're dealing with issues uh, that, you know, of of, uh, faith issues, depression, substance abuse, or any other type of addiction— that uh, the, the the worst thing that you can do is to turn inward. The best thing you can do is to turn outward. And one of the ways that you can turn outward and uh, and help others is by doing family history, uh, doing indexing. You you help yourself ultimately, but you're helping others. Yeah. And uh, so it doesn't matter worthiness issues. They can. They can be having whatever issues in their life, no matter how major the issue is or they think it is, there, there's always room to to refocus and to do family history, to do uh, indexing, to try to not focus as much on on that issue and to uh, and to focus on on uh, that on on the family history. And in the process, it will uh, help open themselves up to the spirit, and open themselves up to inspiration. And they, um, some of these issues that they might be having of uh, faith issues, the answers might come because yeah. of uh, being open, uh, more receptive to the spirit. And certainly, if it's issues of uh, of um, addiction of some type, if they're not dwelling on that and they're dwelling on something else it ultimately will help them that way too. Absolutely. And most units in the church have some type of family history specialist that they can approach. They do. And I would encourage those that are listening that might be struggling to maybe open yourself up to the maybe not so obvious opportunity with genealogy to feel the spirit and feel connected to the work. And so uh, thank you very much, Craig Foster, for coming in and talking with us about that. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rise Up. This has been a production of Fair Mormon. This and other podcasts are available at fairmormon.org. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of Fair Mormon or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes under the name Mormon Faircast. Questions or comments can be posted at blog.fairmormon.org. in conjunction with this episode. Tune in each week for another episode of Rise Up. Thank you for listening.